The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. Tuning into our special video Facebook Live podcast recording uh, for your bracket analysis. This is the Streaking Alon podcast, of course, to Homer and back. I'm Pierce. I've got Caroline with me. As Hi. You know. Hey. Hey. We've also got our esteemed leader, Brian, with us tonight. Hi, Brian. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. And we've got the bracket. That's what we're going to talk about tonight let's bring up the bracket this was boom there's the nearly as smooth as what i was hoping on that (laughs) (laughs) so uh that came out today we got a lot obviously we can uh chat about but mainly uva is paired with unc wilmington on thursday and uh their little pod includes florida and east tennessee state if they make it past uh, that first game. So what were your thoughts, impressions, Caroline, when, when you saw it announced? Um, I will try and use positive language, um, not swear. No. <laughs> um, my first reaction was, oh, crap. Um, one, I really enjoyed that they didn't do any of the drawn – I know Brian likes the drawn-out stuff because it's easier for getting content out. But content. Like they, right. <laughs> they got right to the point. There's none of that weird – in between stuff after they announced um, mm-hmm. region where like then the stuff got leaked and then that's just no fun for everyone anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right off the bat, like the, what the third team that was announced or fourth team that was announced was Virginia tech. So we saw them, um, they're playing Wisconsin, but then um, obviously UVA and then UNC Wilmington popped up. Um, I am a little nervous. I got a little, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. um, it's the tournament. So you're going to face good teams, especially, this is the first time in three years that Virginia hasn't been, or this is three years previous Virginia has been mm-hmm. uh, one or a two. And so it's a little bit different when you're five. And obviously that's the sexy upset pick always, because there's always a 12, five upset. And so I mean, immediately People after think there's always a 12, five. Yeah, I think last year there were three, weren't there? Yeah, um, yeah. It's just one of those things like Clark Kellogg, like right off the bat was like, yeah, UNC Wilmington's winning that game. We're like, I think no. Seth Davis called every single 12 to beat the five as they went through the bracket. But I mean, there's already been a couple of the expert brackets that are out yeah. that have picked UNC. And you're going to see a lot of that. Like, maybe, I don't know. So it is what it is. And I think um, we can go into more in-depth analysis or, you know, looking at the actual matchups. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely, like, UNC Wilmington had a great season, and they've got – um like a more veteran team um, <laughs> guys that can shoot, but they're shorter. They're not as tall or as long. So it actually, my, yeah. um, my first, first reaction was like, Oh no. Um, and then, and they're not tall. 
got a little bit more like rational and reasoned about it after that. <laughs> the tallest guy's six nine. Which yeah. okay, that's tall. That's it's very tall. But um when you think about the fact that like, you know, if you have to obviously we wouldn't have played Florida State in this type of early matchup, but like they have guys that are seven four and seven feet yeah. and you know Yeah. They lost to Clemson um, by 14. They lost to Middle Tennessee State uh, early in the year. They lost to William & Mary, Charleston, the Phoenix of Elon. You know, so they, they have some bad losses, um, but overall pretty solid record at 27-5. Yeah. But they haven't beaten anyone worth mentioning. You know, it would they be haven't all... beaten anyone, but I, I don't think it's necessarily fair for us to just look at the losses, right, and say they like it didn't matter who they lost to, it would have been a bad loss, right? Because of just the way their schedule their in conference schedule, you know, shaped out. So you yeah, they lost to William and Mary, but they also like stomped William and Mary, you know, they won by more than they lost in the other games. So like, you know, it's I don't know. I'm I'm not completely convinced that, you know, we should be resting easy on this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we, no, like it's not you know, I don't think it's a I don't think it's like your guarantee five twelve upset, like knock on something, right? But uh I don't know. I'm not as as easy as uh, as what some other people are saying about you know this should be an easy win for Virginia. Who's saying that? No, I mean they're <laughs> none of us. Kirby could just say absolutely no one. <laughs> I know him. I'm allowed to pick on him. <laughs> um, no, I mean like I don't know. It, they average 85 points a game somewhere in there in the mid 80s, I think, and they do rely a lot on transition. So that's something that generally. It's it's something that's supposed to be the hallmark of the pack line defense. So if you're playing a team in that respect, it's like they don't really have – I think um, Paul was saying earlier in our chat that they have one guy that shoots over 40% from beyond the arc, and he's only taken 35 attempts. So, like, obviously if you have a few shooters in the mid to high 30s, like, that's also a threat because we've seen kids go off um, – you know, and, and shoot over the pack line. That kind of stuff can happen. But if you look rationally at the at – the, matchups and the stuff that they like to do and what we like to take away um words are hard um uva is um, a better just, team. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah they're, they're the higher seed and you know they've played some tough games but it all depends on one healthy mm-hmm. isaiah um didn't get too much info from coach bennett tonight about yeah. his actual like how he's feeling he's like oh it's something we're checking on and then like you know we'll assess his progress and where he's at and that sort of stuff um, but hopefully this extra, you know, obviously you never want to lose in the ACC tournament, but if there's ever a year that maybe they needed those days off and it really wouldn't have mattered. Like, I don't think they were moving too far up beyond a four and really the four versus five, like whatever. I think the yeah. days off. Might I think it's, it's awesome that the only thing we're really worried about on Virginia's team is, you know, Isaiah's like bubonic plague or, or whatever it is that he has. Because I mean, in years past, like, you know, Virginia has had, real physical injuries heading into the tournament and so this, oh, yeah, like, broken they're fingers. Working, like we're they're, they're actually pretty healthy this year you know yeah, so, that's true and maybe that four game losing streak uh you know pushed virginia down a couple of seeds and now maybe virginia is a sexy pick I, i'm just saying i'm not i'm not unbiased i, I, I kind of yeah. like, like being the underdog side of it more right now with this team because the team just has they have very high upside um but, you know, if they don't shoot well, it's very obvious what can happen because we've seen it pretty much five times this year, I'd say, if you include Notre Dame and then the four-game losing streak. Like, that's what can happen if they don't shoot well. Yeah. Well, we've like, still the got defense a couple has more done games its job for the more. I mean, 
We also know appendices taking out. So, uh, we still got a couple more days. Really good. <laughs> All right, Caroline. You keep going in and out. So I, just I think both more. None of them better have appendices at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I actually got an alert. I actually got an alert that said, like, your internet is unstable. I was like, well, does it need to talk? Yeah. I will say, um, in terms of wanting to be a, a underdog, or uh, we want to be a one or two seed for the matchups for sure. And uh, that's pretty obvious. But the reason being, look at what the second game might be. Uh, Florida, I don't think, was a team anybody was excited to see uh, as the potential pair um, if they get past East Tennessee State, Eastern Tennessee State. East Tennessee? I don't know. I'll look it up. Stat boy, get on it. But anyway. Um, <laughs> East Tennessee. East Tennessee. Who's, who's a better team, I think, than uh, UNCW um, in, in my brief research. But regardless, Florida should win that game. And that's a scary matchup for UVA. They do have one injury. Their best shot blocker, John Ekbuno, is hurt. Um, I don't think he's, he, think he's expected to play, though. Um, though we should look into that. Regardless, they're a good team. I mean, they've been beating uh, Kentucky. They, they, they have some history with beating UVA in the tournament. Obviously, those are totally two different teams. Um, that was like once. On both sides. Yeah, but still, I mean, Florida's won two national championships in, in recent memory. You know, that's a name that I think people are going to go, uh, ooh, out when they see uh, they see the matchups for the next and, year. And Florida was extremely underseeded uh, that year, right? That was, that was oh, a sure. five matchup. Was that right? I, mean, uh, I think it was seven, 10. Matchup it was a seven, year. 10. They were not a seven or we were not a 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Anyway, it's scarier than uh, I would think any of the eight, nine or seven, 10 matchups would, well, except for Michigan state, uh, were we to have been a top seed again this year, but we'll see. They got to get by uh, uh, Wilmington first, for sure. So what are your thoughts on um, the rest of the region? It seems to me, I'll start with my thoughts. My favorite thoughts are my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) That Villanova, they announced Villanova as the best overall team. And they've got a really hard region. uh, Probably the most difficult region. um, Even outside of getting down to the the five seed being UVA. Um, You know, let's bring up the bracket once again. There we uh, go. So everybody yeah, can see what, what I'm talking about. But uh, that is not easy with Duke, who a lot of people were arguing should have been a one seed, though they were wrong. Um, SMU is a great team when they want to be. Wisconsin is super underseeded there. I don't know what they're thinking having Wisconsin's eight. seeding was weird. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Virginia Tech, you know, they've, they've knocked off Duke. They can play really well. Um, I just think this region is a lot tougher uh, than particularly the South region. Um, I think so too. And you know, even with UCLA and Kentucky in the South, I think Kentucky's a weak two compared to Duke. Um, Did the committee talk at all about talk about uh, <laughs> Duke being the overall seven? You, you know what. The one thing that when it was coming out that I did see is that Duke couldn't have been the best overall two right. to the five. Yeah, they, they I got ranked as number out, seven. The seven. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. You know, they, I saw one thing say that they thought Duke was a four seed before the conference tournaments. Um, so jumping yeah. two spots by winning the conference is a big jump. Um, they said they didn't even compare them to the to the teams on the one line. Yeah. 
which I think is a little silly. I, here's the other thing. I don't think that I saw someone wrote that they got, they got robbed out of a one seed. No, they did not. No. Um, <laughs> if they had gotten a one seed, I would have had no problem with it. Like I wouldn't have been like, this is absurd, but I definitely do not think that they got robbed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think that the East is hands down the hardest. Um, I was looking for the thing that Danny posted about the average Ken Palm rating for mm-hmm. each region. Um, let me see if I can find it because it's, uh, it's pretty. So the East regional has six of the top 13 Ken Palm teams, which is very specific, but, um, <laughs> <it's okay. laughs> um, let me find it. Let me find Stats it. are fun. Oh, here you go. Average Ken Palm ranking for the first five seeds in each region. Mm-hmm. Um, the East is nine. The South is 17. The Midwest is 14 and the West is 13. So, yeah, so by that, Pierce, the South is the weakest, if you will, by if you go by Kempom of the top five. But I, I think it's just, yeah, Villanova. If anyone it should be a little bit miffed right now, I honestly think Villanova could yeah. have an argument for that because you're supposed to be the number one, like the best team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have no doubt that they'll be fine in their 16-1 in their first game. But I don't want to play Wisconsin or Virginia Tech in the round of 32. Yeah. Like, that's brutal. Like, I think, one, the Wisconsin-Virginia Tech game should be a really good game. Like, I'm actually looking forward to rooting for Wisconsin in that. And uh, keeping with our (laughs) slow-paced brethren. Um, Let's talk about the South region. Do you guys see anyone stopping North Carolina? Uh, Because I think they have an absolute cakewalk. Um, They can't play UCLA and Kentucky, so they're going to get – possibly probably one of those two and i think they're going to be either of them pretty easily uh on their top chunk of the south region the best team is butler uh, <laughs> you know, and butler's a fine team but i don't think they're going to match up uh i think they can cakewalk the to the elite eight, elite eight. yeah yeah. Like they could cartwheel through yeah. all of their games and I, make I, I think they would blow out UCLA. Um, and I, that, Kentucky, I would rather that would be see a good game. That game. I'd rather see, so I want to see Kentucky UCLA to get into the sweets to get into the lead eight. And I want to see UCLA UNC to go to the final four, because I think that those games would be a lot of fun. Cause I think UCLA and Kentucky already played this year and it was close. Yeah. If I remember correctly. And we already saw Kentucky UNC, and I want to see nobody play any defense. <laughs> then everyone, well, actually, no, I don't want to see that because then everyone's going to be like, see, this is good basketball. It's oh, my God. It's going to be the worst storyline <laughs> of all of Kentucky. And that's when I really hope that, like, Virginia's on the other side, and let's see who would we have to play. I hope it's like, I wish we could play Wisconsin. We and, could, like, get, we could play uh, Virginia Wisconsin leading up to that. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of tired of seeing. Uh, Carolina, Kentucky. I must be the only one in the world who's, you know, saying those sentences. Uh, that sentence right now. Yeah, but. I don't want to see them again. I, that's why I choose the UCLA. Yeah. Well, well, I do think it's a coin flip between uh, UCLA and Kentucky, and who makes it uh, there to get to play Carolina, assuming you know everything else shakes out as as one would expect. So, uh, although Wichita could knock off Kentucky, uh, don't steal my hot takes for your brackets, but uh, I'm doing it right now. I'll probably be filling that out uh, for the Wait, Shockers. Can you, can you repeat that again? I, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the West Sea or the West region? Are West you all Gonzaga believers? Are you uh, thinking 
Northwestern's going to make the Cinderella <laughs> run. I don't know. You know, I, some, I was talking to somebody else today who uh, is a Northwestern fan, and, and he's he's a little miffed because you know Northwestern gets this great opportunity to finally make it you know, to this tournament that they keep hearing about, and <laughs> if they advance, they get to you know they're they're stuck playing in Zaga. I don't know. I I think Northwestern is probably just happy to be there. I yeah. Will um, they need to worry about Vanderbilt before they worry about Gonzaga right. too, yeah. because like I'm happy for Northwestern and I can't imagine being a fan and, and what that must be like right now. They're not that good <laughs> at all. And, and, you know, Vandy also has had some troubling games and, and Northwestern could win that game. But I, if it's anything, but just happy to be there, that seems a little bit of a reach um, to be upset about. Princeton dominated the Ivy League. I don't know, you know. I, I realize it's the Ivy League, but they uh, they absolutely crushed it, start yeah. to finish. Uh, I wanted to see the I Harvard saw... in the championship, but yeah. you know, got all up in there. So, so West Virginia. What? Wait, where are they? West Virginia is on the other side uh, with Notre Dame. They're the oh, oh yeah, five. Notre Dame seemed very low. I thought they were underseeded. Why don't we go ahead and? Look at the bracket. I'm going to talk about the middle. Oh, the screen. Where is it? All right. It's there on the left. Yeah. And, I, and I thought Louisville was – I know we're not talking about the Midwest right now, so I'm completely out of order. Yep. Um, but I thought Louisville – that was a surprise two seed for me. I, I don't think I had seen anybody put them on the two line. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that that Florida State, Florida Gulf Coast being in Orlando will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Maryland Xavier just seems like a little bit of a slap fight to me. I don't, I don't know how that is. The group that I was watching the show, the selection show with today, we all picked Xavier to, to win handily in that. And then we sort of pulled the group to see like who had actually watched any minutes of Xavier basketball this year. Nobody, there were zero minutes watched uh, in, in the group. And so, yeah, had they watched, but they had, had they watched enough Maryland to know that Maryland's not there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Xavier's done recently, like the past few games, they had a, a bit of a rebound, but their their like end of the season stretch was really bad. I am pretty sure. Um, I'll ask Stat Boy to get on. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where um, is that guy? Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see Notre Dame West Virginia out of that one. Yeah, um, and then I think either one of those teams could have a very legitimate chance of beating You're going to bounce the Zags to the four or five seed? Yeah. 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 I think that's going to be a trendy thing to do. I'm, I'm going to put them all the way. I'm going to put them at least to the Elite Eights. I, I think Gonzaga will I think Gonzaga will, will have a little chip on their shoulder, and they'll be playing a little bit harder than, than a one seed would otherwise play. In the yeah. First. Well, but sometimes you go the other way around, too. Mm-hmm. Then they get too much pressure, and they panic. Yeah. I'm going to Arizona, though. See, that would be a fun rematch, too, in the Elite Eight with Arizona rematching with Gonzaga because when they played before and Gonzaga won, Arizona didn't have Trier. Exactly. So I think Arizona's itching for a chance to maybe try that again. I think that VCU could play a close game with St. Mary's, though. Oh, I think I'm picking St. Mary's on that. I think St. Mary's is underseeded. Yeah. I don't know. St. Mary's is really good. That's a really tough matchup um, for VCU. 
Uh, I don't know what side of the spectrum you all are on wanting VCU to to do well or such. But now that we're good, I'm happy the VCU is still good. Uh, <laughs> back when we were bad and they were good, that was a little annoying. But uh, it's I'm great gonna... to have all the VCU fans just fade back into the background uh, and not. I think be it's so angry. I don't know why. You're, you're so angry. There's just fans of everyone get angry. Why are you adding me? No, right we're a completely right reasonable fan base. The Virginia fan base. Hundred percent reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we are very sane. But we should also talk about uh, Kansas region. Believe uh, that, that that's probably one of the other ones that. Uh, the probably with the UNT one in terms of the weakest yeah. regions. Um, but you see Kansas coming straight out of there. Um, give them a run. Uh, I don't have, I don't have high faith in Louisville. Yeah. I feel like we're so biased though, because Virginia is just manhandled Louisville so have much. Have you any Louisville games that you've been impressed with? Yeah, actually, there's been a few. They played really well against good teams in the ACC. Like, <laughs> Louisville has done some good basketball this they year. Played some good basketball. Like, I just feel like we see them are like, you guys can't do anything. What are you talking about? But they play well against other teams. They beat Kentucky this year, right? Among yeah. a lot of other teams, they beat yeah. they're very good. Um, they're, I th- they're a good team. I think that we're just sometimes yeah. a little – because I've done the same thing where I'm like, they're too weird. But I think that they um, – I think that they'll get out of that – They'll at least get to the lead eight. I don't think yeah. Oregon or Rhode Island, um, who might be Oregon, uh, are going to uh, knock off Louisville. But if Louisville, you know, it's the same deal we always see from Louisville. They play great defense. They've got athletic bigs. If they go cold shooting, uh, which they sometimes do, yeah, then they can lose. Um, I think Purdue-Iowa State would be an interesting game, too. Yeah. And that Miami-Michigan State game, I think, is going to be awesome. Yeah. That top half, I'm that top half of their bracket. I'm very interested in. Like those are games that I will enjoy. That's how I feel about the top half of the East, the one that Virginia is in, obviously. But uh, there's one I will not enjoy, and that's our own game. That will well, be. Yeah, I mean, so just... I don't know if people saw it already, but the game's going to be at twelve forty on Thursday. I can't watch it work. <laughs> Gotta take the day off. Yeah, take the day off. It's going to be tough. You're heard of that, boss? <laughs> yeah. Are you Caroline watching Singh. us on Facebook Live? <laughs> I feel like I'm coming down with a cold that's really going to hit me Thursday. <laughs> Are there any other teams that stick out to you as um, underseated, maybe not getting the respect that they should be? One thing that I'll, I'll use this as my soapbox for the 38 people we're dropping uh, who are watching <laughs> is that I hate having automatic qualifiers be forced to play in that play-in game. You know, they, they won the tournament. They're an automatic qualifier. They shouldn't have to play their way into the bracket. Yeah, I agree. Put them somewhere else. But they're coming the, – the reason that they expanded is because of the expansion of new conferences who are all bad teams. It's also And true. so they're just saving spots for they, – they have to give an automatic qualifier, I guess, for a conference, even if it's a brand-new conference of new D1 teams or mixed with old D1 teams who weren't any good. You know, I I I disagree with. Like, where's Where's New Orleans? What 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 conference are they in? And this is sort of to your point. Uh, I was just watching that game last night, like the Big <laughs> Southern, or I don't you know something like that. Oh, okay. Big South has that's been around for a long time, hasn't hasn't it? Like, are, is it really expansion that conference expansion that is? Uh, yes. all the bad teams. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that that was at least the predominant um, reason for why they expanded. It was because the number of conferences had uh, jumped up. The official site of New Orleans Privateers, Privateers. Basketball Conference, they, the Southland. There. Southland. Got it. Wow. Good job. Never mind. That's, that's not a real conference. All right, yeah, I can exactly. make my point. Uh, <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> Let's regulate the number of conferences that are out there. Let's, but you know, if we're going to give automatic qualifiers, put them in the tournaments, put them in the real bracket. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. How do we it's, feel about um, yeah. Syracuse being left out, first team out? Did you watch the uh, Bayheim interview actually on ESPN? Mm-hmm. Was it ESPN? It was somewhere. It was surprisingly good. It was. Really? Hey, <laughs> hey, listen. You know, when when you look at all the different factors. You know, last year they looked at uh, the wins that you had. This year they're, they're looking at the loss. No, flip that. Last year they looked at the losses. This year they're looking at the wins. No, um, you were right the first time. I, I was right the first time. <laughs> you know, and, and he was saying, he, he was a little, he was miffed that uh, the, the committee is not, you know, standard. They're, they're not consistent year in, year out. But he also, you know, said, like, listen, we didn't win enough. You know, we didn't, yeah. if you're on the bubble, you have no real room to argue. Like, you know, I thought we should have made it, but. You know, we didn't, and yeah. it's hard to accept, but you got to accept it. So I was, I was actually impressed. It made me feel a little bit bad for him, but I'm super excited <laughs> about the NIT. Yeah, where are they going, Brian? Where are they I believe they're going to Greensboro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, NIT people, you're the best. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so fun. Well, there's a lot of value in traveling to Greensboro for your NIT game. That's what I hear. Oh. What, uh, what was your guys' take on – the Brooklyn venue uh, for the ACC tournament. Loved it. Barclays is incredible. It's yes. a great. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot of great. Was... Next. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was good. I think I agree with your point that I saw earlier, Brian, that it doesn't feel like a town takeover though. Yeah. Like sure. you didn't really DC, obviously not as much. It was more than um, New York or Brooklyn and not as much as like in Greensboro, because there's that's what people come for. But um, there's just you know a lot of stuff to do and things to see, and the venue is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it was also you know part of the not being a town taker was that it was in Brooklyn instead of you know the Garden. And I think Barclays is a much better arena than the Garden. I realize there's a lot of tradition behind the Garden. It's seen a couple basketball games in its life, but <laughs> um, you know the, the Garden is is it's dirty, it's gross. You know you don't want to well, be inside's better now. When was the last time you went? Uh, I don't know. I used to live catty corner from the garden, uh, and I feel like I could smell it from uh, I could smell it uh, from my apartment. So I was just appreciative that the nosebleed seats uh, were decent in the Barclays, and they are not decent in the garden. That's true. Danton, um, I am under thirty-five. I did enjoy Brooklyn. I see your comments down there. Someone <laughs> <laughs> calling you old. I so, I think somebody's calling me old. Listen, we we had a great time. We met a ton of the people. Uh, we normally interact with throughout media or, or on Twitter or what have you. Um, and it was awesome to, it was uh, awesome to, to see everybody. It, it was fun. Every, everybody had a great time. I don't think anybody there, uh, like other, you know, I don't think other anybody than Jim Beheim. Bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was a great venue. I think it worked well. It's accessible. It's big. I like that it rotates um, still, so I'm definitely not in the yeah. camp that says, keep it in New York. New York's the best. Um, I think rotating is is, is nice. But uh, I'd almost be down for, like, I don't know if, they, if, if 
Jim is cool with Charlotte over Greensboro or something like that, you know, like if it, cause it, it does make sense to have it sometimes in North Carolina. There's a lot of yeah. team air and it's pretty central to the rest of the teams in the conference. Like, you know, you know. having it in DC was great. Having it yeah. in Atlanta, all that good stuff. Atlanta would be a lot of fun too. Um, yeah, I think ACC tournament is just a lot of fun in general. The atmosphere and the, the bands and the dance teams and the fans and you know, it's just always even when even when you lose when you you know it's just kind of <laughs> fun. Like the, I think it was. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I get it right. So like when so Duke to win to win the ACC tournament had to play four four games in four days and all four of the teams that they played and beat are in the tournament like are seeded teams in the tournament the worst oh sorry no clemson's not they had to play three seeded teams um great story okay (laughs) kentucky played one and they're an eight seed so i mean it's just like and it was the the final so like just i'm not saying like oh kentucky's not that good i'm like no i'm not i'm saying the quality of every game that you get to go see at the acc tournament is awesome. Like you just get really good games night in and night out. And it's a lot of fun. You enjoy the ACC tournament more than NCAA tournament, like, you know, regional sites. Yes. For yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 I think it's because there's more games than it's like right on top of each other. I, you know, I, and it's I like all games in the tournament a lot. And I like, interest. you know, I like that it's, uh, that it's just one game after another and you've got sort of rooting interest in everything, but yeah, I, I might even like the NCAA tournament games better on site just because they're all new fan bases. You're sort of all learning about each other um, as a fan base, right? Like when we were there um, at the ACC tournament, like, you know, I didn't want to sit next to X fan base. I'm not trying to start a riot right now, but it, we know <laughs> you're you're talking about. Talking about. Like, yeah, why, why don't we just chill on that? Uh, whereas at the big tournament, uh, I think there's a different level of excitement. Um, you know, the, the best you can do at winning the, ACC tournament is winning the ACC tournament. The best you can do at NCAA tournament, you know, that's, there's there's more more reward there. So. Yeah, but on the flip side, if you lose in the ACC tournament, your season's not over. That's true. We, we all the that. stakes aren't as high, but the entertainment value is still high. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple, I got a couple stats to throw out about UNCW. Um, they are 20th in the country in field goal percentage. It's 48.2. Well, the one dude shoots 79% from two. Yeah, take that guy out. Then what? Yeah, take him out. Then what? <laughs> Do the math. Do the math, Pierce. What uh, we, just, uh, we just put Jack and Zay on him the whole game. <laughs> Make everyone else do. <laughs> Make everyone, everyone else do. Neutralizing bed, big guys all year, keeping them from scoring yeah. at will, right? Jack Salt does that. Jack has done that, I believe it is. <laughs> I said sometimes. Yeah. Call Ben yeah. Lammer, see what his Jack memories yeah, are. Exactly. I think that's the game I was thinking of as well. Um, John, you're right. Going to Vegas for NCAA site is the best thing that you should be doing. And uh, maybe I'll see you there this weekend. You should book a trip. I don't know. Let's yeah, all get a meet up. Put a bell on Brian so we don't lose them. How dare you interrupt me with that? (laughs) (laughs) As I was saying, the turnover margin. (laughs) Go on, stat boy. Carry on. For UNCW, they're sixth in the country in taking care of the ball. Now, Virginia is also top 20, um, but neither of these teams, particularly UNCW, throw the ball away much. So uh, UVA, I mean, their deal is enforcing turnovers necessarily. So I don't think that's like a 
a big um, matchup issue for us, but something to note for sure. I really think the the biggest benefit of like once looking at the the ability to realistically Virginia should be able to play the four guard lineup with success against this team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big deal with not having to come out right out the gate and battle some sort of really dominant interior big man. Um, especially if Isaiah's not feeling well. Um, or still not hundred percent like that. I think that is helpful. Obviously the, the guy shooting 80% from the field is always yeah. going to be a problem, but the being able to use Devin as a four and the recent resurgence of um, Darius Thompson, um, Mary all looked a little, little bit more back to form with some of those late drives to the bucket and layups. And uh, obviously Jared Reuter is going to be the key down the stretch. Huh. <laughs> the, the Wilmington player who's shooting like 95% on the field. Or what he keeps going up every time we talk about it. We're, we're rounding up here, I think. 115% from the field. Yeah, it's incredible. He just takes buckets. Uh, do we know where he's shooting from? Is he a 10-foot shooter, 5-foot shooter? Do we have any idea? Well, I've watched the last tape on the Seahawks already okay. uh, this evening. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's like a, floor. like a mid-range jumper, like elbow jumpers or anything. No, I don't know. I'm going to assume he's a better stats team here. Jesus. Yeah. Did nobody yeah, prepare for this? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's see. We got a new comment from Leo who says, Hokies. They are a team that are so, in the Yes. Yeah. Congrats to VPI and making Thanks the tournament. Thanks for watching. For <laughs> no, but for real, though, I think oh, wow. it's just it's to a get good, yeah. a little bit of credibility. I think it's awesome what Buzz has done uh, in the past couple of years. I mean, that team just – not. I mean, like, not awesome for us, but awesome for them. Like, that team just continues to get better year in, year out. They're, they're a bigger and bigger threat every single year. Um, they were, you know, almost seeded higher than Virginia in the ACC tournaments, so, like – you know, you're not going to – we weren't going to live that one down had that happened. Uh, he dresses well. However, he has to strip down every time, John. So it doesn't – he doesn't get uh, credit for that. I award no points. I award no points. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but, I mean, I think that they have a really high confidence right now, which is always a, a good thing if you're them and a scary thing if you're people playing them. And um, they're playing Wisconsin, so they should feel like – Yeah, like you're really like, like, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, I think Zach Day could cause some problems for both Wisconsin and if, and if they end up playing Villanova, I think the kid's actually really good. <laughs> and that's all of the nice things you're going to get out of well, me. Buzz <laughs> quoted at Marquette and, and certainly they played. Um, he might not even be listening anymore. You guys, we just, just like jumped in to be like, okay, Marvin wants to know, do we have updates on illnesses with the players? Carol, um, not fully. Um, like I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, like Tony kind of just addressed like that they, you know, are using the days off and that they're checking the progress with especially Isaiah and just the guys getting back to full strength. But there's no specific updates yet. Yeah. Isaiah definitely looked uh, under the weather in, uh, in Brooklyn for sure. Yeah. So hopefully it gets better. I think I speak for all of us. Yes. That's it. <laughs> Not Brian. Brian's like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's talk a little bit about um, upsets again. Uh, maybe before we uh, we wrap things up, let's look at the bracket one more time. Do the bracket. Bring it up. <laughs> Boom. So going through, did any right away jump out to you as, as upsets you're, you're going to go with? And 
I everybody know. likes the middle Tennessee. Oh, that was yeah. mine. Everybody yeah. likes that one. That's why I had to jump in there before you took yeah. it. There's a uh, reason everybody likes that. It's not just a 512, but middle Tennessee, A, beat Mich- Michigan State last year, and B, is very underseeded at 12. I think I think Minnesota might be a little overseeded. So that's like the worst oh, sure. combo yeah. um, in one of those things there. I, I don't think that one really stood out. Um I think the winner of uh, K-State Wake, which should be Wake, can beat Cincinnati. See, that's one that I'm curious. I, that's where I feel like my ACC bias will come in because I haven't watched less Cincinnati. But John Collins is really good. And if he gets any help exactly. from Wilbekin or Crawford or Bryant, like they could, you know, bother some people. Yeah. Um, Nevada, I always say <laughs> trendy because it's a five twelve. But Nevada, I mean, they've got an NBA guy as a coach. Iowa State lost first round last year. You know, they they they're one of those teams that, that seems to be susceptible to it. Uh, I thought you were going to say an hate. NBA guy on the team. I was no, like, no, the co- coach has I forget his name, but uh, I don't see any two seeds going down. No, so everyone's going to root for the Northern Kentucky Norse. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Norse. They're, they're, they're Commonwealth mates in blue. And, and all of America will be rooting for Troy, but I don't see that happening. Well, the, so the other thing that's kind of cool, though, is either, either way, whatever comes out of that South Carolina Marquette game is an interesting matchup with Duke, I think. Not necessarily, like, fully on the court, but obviously Wojciechowski's at Marquette, mm-hmm. who used to coach under K at Duke. And then just the South Carolina Duke matchup would be awesome, and that would be in um, the place in which they're playing in <laughs> Greenville. It Greenville. would be inside, yeah, indoors, <laughs> but it would be in South Carolina. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, what so about that, Dunk City over FSU? They have a new coach, though. It's not the same. They but they, they're they're still yeah. It's they're not still good, but it, it's not really the same. Like. They don't play the same style as what everyone remembers from like yeah when they beat Georgetown or whatever two years ago. Um, still, I mean, there are mid-major. Georgetown didn't make the top sixty-eight, which is just, yeah. I'm shocked. Georgetown I'm shocked. is awful. That is true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't take away my diploma. <laughs> what is there a lower seed you guys think could make uh, if if you pick a, a four or, or lower or higher depending Virginia. on how you look at it that, that's going to make a Final Four run. A four or higher. Yeah. Uh, Purdue. Mm, Big Ten team. Mm. I think the Big Ten team isn't going to have any Sweet 16 teams. No Sweet 16 teams. I don't know. I like that Caleb Swanigan kid. I think he's really good. Yeah, he is. Um, But I I don't think they're going to have a Sweet 16. I think, yeah, it's one of those. I don't know. I think they're going to beat Vermont. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Uh, I think Notre Dame has potential. It could be because I've seen them a lot, and I know that, uh, in a sense, they're kind of like in Virginia, in that you have no idea which team is going to show up uh, yeah. on the night. But uh, you know, when they played, uh, not Duke, uh, when they played Florida State uh, in the semifinals. I mean, like that was just the absolutely destroyed Florida State, right? That, that wasn't even close really. Um, we, I think everybody of the three of us agree that Notre Dame is a little bit underseated, mm-hmm. um, possibly here. Um, so, but, but that's it. I, I think I said at the beginning of this, uh, Facebook live slash podcast, um, that, uh, I like Princeton a lot. So it's, 
they could go to the final four or they could get bounced in the first round. Stay tuned to see where I land on my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah. should do like our own bracket picks on the site. Oh wow! Post all our brackets. Um, <laughs> West Virginia is a is a great matchup with Notre Dame, and I think I'm so like, excited about that. If if they do get to play, uh, the winner of that I think is going to be a very trendy pick to beat Gonzaga. I don't know that either of those teams would get past Arizona, um, but. That's why they play the games, right? As they say. Oh, as they say, this is March. Yeah, this right. is March. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit more about UVA. You're lucky the podcast folks aren't going to see that facial reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something that uh, we haven't talked about yet is London Piranhas. Um, and, you know, it's it's his last game. I just went through all of the emotions of that. Yeah, Potentially last weekend. And coming off laying a pretty big egg in the, uh, the last ACC tournament game. Um, not the only one. I mean, the, the team had a bad day for sure pretty much across the board. Um, well, but, really, Kyle in London had a bad day. Because and they're the only ones who score. So. Got, well, but the thing that's what's killer to me about that game is like mm-hmm. the amount of contributions that they got from Devin, mm-hmm. ET, Jared. Not even being sarcastic, he had, DT kept Virginia in that game in the first half from it being a twenty-point blowout at halftime. Oh yeah, like, Thompson doesn't 100%, hit their shots. Like not Caroline. even. And then Ty, I think, finished strong. Like he had he had some shots. And um, there's one other person that I'm missing my head. Oh, Mariel had another, like, there, we had four guys in double digits. It just so happened that the two guys that usually score 15 and 20 points, like they did the night before, had three. So if that duo combines for six shots, then Virginia yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's They're going to need more, you know, from yeah. London to make yeah. a run. For Particularly sure. against Florida. So, yeah. Hopefully that's what we see. Hopefully we'll get to come back maybe next week and talk about uh, uh, the Sweet 16 matchups. And I think we're are we all on the same page after the bracket that, that the Sweet 16 was like the optimistic expectation what a successful season would be, would to be making it to that weekend of games. No one's I just see someone today that said if they don't make it, it's a, like a disappointing season. And I, I, I disagree. At this point, with with the personnel they have and the way, I think they can. Especially, I, I actually really like the the East. I will say is the hardest region, so region of death, whatever. But at the same time, we're very familiar with a lot of those teams, and I, I would kind of love to see another get another shot at Villanova. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I like, have to beat Florida first. So. No, absolutely. <laughs> sure. well, like what I mean absolutely. is, if they lose to Florida. Like, hypothetically, they win um, the first game and lose to Florida. Mm-hmm. Is that a disappointment on the season? And I would say, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's it's not some issue or cause for concern or, or anything, but I think it would probably highlight the flaws in a, in a team that could have been a little bit better. Um, yeah, I agree. I think at this point, uh, if they don't make the Sweet 16 – we 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 sh- I think we should be a little bit bummed. I mean, were it not for the four yeah. game, you know, disaster that that you know happened, Virginia would easily be a two, you know, maybe a three, you know, somewhere in that range. But you dropped yeah. four in a row, and all of a sudden we were fighting for five and six and that sort of thing. Um, I think if you 
take a step back to maybe end of last year over the summer and said projecting yeah. to the following year, you know, I think David Argo's comment here, Sweet 16 would be amazing considering this is a rebuilding year. Yeah. I might buy that argument then um, because there were a lot of question marks as to which freshmen were going to step up and is Austin Nichols as great as he was promised or that we were promised he would be. Yeah. Um, yes, he was for that one game, uh, which was great. Uh, and then the rest Leading of the score, but, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I think, I think if they don't make the sweet 16, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed again, yeah. no, no cause for concern. If they do make the sweet 16, I say, great. I wouldn't expect them to make the elite eight. Um, you know, that's just, yeah. That, that seems to be a good landing point. Or I think it ties in for me to something that I said before the Austin Nichols issue at the beginning of the year, which was, yeah, this is going to be rebuilding. I mean, we're losing one of the best players in the history of the school um, and uh, among Anthony Gill, you know, other great players. But we should have expectations at this point as a program this long into Tony's tenure to be at that floor a sweet 16 should be our steady floor you know and and are we going to be getting it blue chip players and making national title runs probably not maybe maybe you know when the stars align and whatnot but we should expect to be one of those teams that's able to consistently play in the second weekend even when our team is young uh you know we've built this program to recruit guys to come in and play well uh, if, if, if your team is all, all freshmen, then you're doing something wrong or you're, you know, Kentucky and, and all one and nuts. <laughs> and doing everything right. <laughs> you know, if you, if uh, my point being, if you found yourself in a situation where the team doesn't have the talent to have that expectation, then you've done something wrong in your roster management or, or, you know, I, and this is all injuries and, and things aside and who could have seen, you know, the Nichols thing coming, but uh, I just think it's tough. Like, of course it's, it's tough. The tournament's hard. And, and yes, the expectation oh, should hard. be, <laughs> should be sweet 16. Bennett, right. come here. Um, I think that's too difficult. To, if you're in, like to expect to be in the second weekend every yeah. single year, like it's not going to happen because you're going to catch some team that's on a hot shooting day or whatever. Right. Even Duke um, loses before the yeah. Sweet 16 Lehigh, or whatever. But uh, I, I think but that's really expect them to be there. It's, it's still Duke's expectation to win. Exactly, they're not going in and going, "Oh, well, we could lose." You know, um, <laughs> are, are we snuggling now? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, into the snuggle portion of this podcast? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, Pierce. We should, uh, as a fan base, I think we're close to that point if, if not there that we should be expecting a sweet 16 um every year and if not it doesn't mean we should be calling for somebody's head hey right. um but you know but it, it does mean we walk away from the season disappointed we walk away yeah. not wanting to buy whatever you know commemorative shirt we have at the end <laughs> of the year, right i don't want to buy a ncaa tournament shirt anymore right. i wouldn't buy the final four i want to buy it right it's a nice place to be yeah yeah, absolutely. I think we're all happy with, with how Tony Bennett has worked out. So. Don't ever leave us. <laughs> uh, well, that sounds like a good time, uh, a good note to we're, end We're not going to talk about lacrosse. You want to talk about 
lacrosse on our <laughs> March Madness bracket analysis show. Look that the, overtime winner. Great overtime, overtime game in California Zen against Cornell. They're awesome. We love Lars Tiffany, too. That was awesome. He's the Tony Bennett lacrosse, except exactly the opposite. Oh, I do have a very important point tonight. Uh, yeah. In the Tony Bennett versus Jay Wright um, novel, right? And who's the better look? Did you guys watch Jay Wright tonight in, in his interview? No, uh-huh. you guys didn't watch anything on ESPN. Um, so he, uh, Jay Wright had an interview um, uh, on Bracketology afterwards, and he did not look his dapper self. I, I would suggest, Caroline, that you go back and look. I don't, I'm calling you out because this is uh, a thing that you would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, go back and, and compare his dapperness in his like not-dressed-up mob suit kind of look to Tony's um, dapperness when he's casual. That's all right. Well, that's well, a good note to end on. Here. That was worth the time. <laughs> People logging on. Yeah. What is happening, man? Oh, we're down to 27 viewers. We lost a lot. Yep. One. Time to go. All right. All right. Well, tune in Thursday at 12 something or other on True TNT 7 or whatever channel it'll be on. But or just let's all go to Vegas and, yeah, yeah. or 9 40 then. Check streetgolon.com yeah, for the correct information. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Once upon a morning, there was a freshly brewed McCafe coffee. It was made with 100% Arabica beans, yet something was missing. Fear not, in the distance, a sausage McMuffin with egg rides toward the sunrise in quest for breakfast. The perfect pair met at McDonald's, and mornings were happy forever after. Right now, get a $1 small coffee and a $2 sausage McMuffin with egg from the $1-2-3 menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.